and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coordination.com, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm your host. My name is Greg Mahochko. My setup's a little different this week because I have apparently no spare light bulbs in my house, and the light above my desk just decided to go out. So I'm sitting on my couch holding my phone, so we're going to power through this the best we can. And who better to power through things with than the guys who have carried the torch the last couple of weeks. Uh, as always, he is our founder and fearless leader, John Dam Johnston. Hello, John. Hi. Okay. And uh, <laughs> joining us as well, as always, uh, is uh, Todd Wolverton. Hello, Todd. Hey, Greg. Hey, good to have you back. And congratulations on the two new little additions to your family. That's uh, exciting. And at the same time, uh, you're a busy man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not even home from the hospital yet, and I still don't get Ooh. enough sleep. So uh, it's been, uh, as of Friday morning when this episode drops, they'll be two weeks and three days old. And, uh, uh, you know, is what it is right now. No, none of them are home. There's a chance that by the time this episode drops, uh, one of them uh, will be home. Uh, so he's doing a little bit. He's a little ahead of, of his brother, but uh, they're they're – strong they're good looking kids they're putting on weight uh you know every day so uh that's all we can ask for great thank you thank you todd uh what have i missed last couple of weeks guys what's been going on nothing not a fucking okay. thing <laughs> <laughs> well i know uh last week was a a preview of the uh big 10 wrestling tournament uh todd and dylan were both on and and i watched some of the wrestling tournament um and, and even commented, joined part of the uh, conversation in the Slack chat room during Chad Red's, um, I don't think it was, it might have been semifinal or, or quarterfinal. It was quarterfinal. It was Saturday night. How did that work? Todd, was it quarterfinals on Saturday night? Or was Saturday night would have been semis. That okay, been so semis. It was, okay, so it was semis. Um, went up against uh, uh, a kid from Iowa, and, you know, it's just – you run into a kid from Iowa, it's just not going to be, uh, not going to, you know, the, the odds are against you, but, but, uh, let's, let's start there because, uh, Todd, as you mentioned just before, uh, we jumped uh, here, nine Huskers are going to nationals yeah. and, and for anybody out there, there are only nine and a half weight classes. So that's a very good <laughs> Well, there are 10 weight classes. There are nine and a half full ride scholarships. How's that? Um, (laughs) But no, they, they did qualify nine. Um, And uh, you know, I, they placed third as a team. Uh, You know, Dylan had reported that uh, in, in an interview that he participated in with coach Manning that, you know, one of their primary goals was to have a, a conference champion, which they haven't had. I, I, Nebraska hasn't had since I think he said 2015. Um, didn't get one. Had uh, three guys in the finals. They all got second. Uh, but the team did finish third. Uh, there were some real pleasant surprises. Ridge Lovett uh, at 149 pounds. He was kind of the story of the tournament. Uh, he did get beat in the finals by Sammy Sassel from uh, Ohio State. But uh, he knocked off the number two seed and, and then he beat a, an experienced wrestler from Minnesota to get to the finals. And Ridge Lovett is, is up two weight classes from last year. 
he's my favorite Husker wrestler. It was a lot of fun to watch him in this tournament. And um, Peyton Rob, you know, nearly duplicated the same feat. He was uh, seated seventh, and he too knocked off the number two uh, seated wrestler. Uh, he did not get to the uh, to the finals, but he he did place well. So um, a good day, a good two days for the for the Huskers. Uh, you know, they're probably a little disappointed. Uh, because I think uh, with this program, they always set their sights higher. You know, they, they want to be in the discussion for championships. And, um, you know, we'll just see how they do, um, you know, 10 days from now when they're at the national tournament down in St. Louis. <clears throat> First of all, um, if, if it were non-COVID and I w- did not have two newborns, I would definitely make uh, an attempt to get it over there uh, to St. Louis for the NCAA uh, wrestling tournament. Uh, what, and, and I think I've talked about this on the show, like my high school, we didn't have football. We didn't have wrestling. Uh, we had, let's see, uh, well, I, I played baseball, uh, was on the basketball team for freshman year. You know, we had track and field, we had cross country, we had soccer, uh, you know, but that was, and, and I think they added bowling somewhere when I was in high school. But um, so I didn't know much about amateur wrestling uh, until I got out to Shattern in 2003. And uh, the panhandle will wake you up uh, <laughs> to to uh, uh, high school wrestling and, and being in Shattern State helped uh, certainly because they had, uh, you know, some, some quality athletes uh, there. Um, so I've only grown in my appreciation of, of, uh, amateur wrestling. And, and, you know, when you have a name like Jordan Burroughs, uh, you know, out of, uh, the university of Nebraska, who's, you know, been a multi-time, you know, gold medalist, uh, uh, at the Olympics and, and other world champions, um, or world championships, I should say, um, he's been, he's been a fun personality to follow, you know, on social media as well. And, and to kind of track his career over what, 15 years now, it, it seems like, yeah. um, so I, the more, you know, and, and we talked about this, I think last weekend uh, in the Slack chat room is, you know, I, I keep trying to convince my wife, you know, like how, how to get, when, when can we get our son into wrestling? Because the, the local coach here, uh, I don't think he went to Nebraska, but he was the strength and conditioning coach for, for wrestling at Nebraska for uh, a few years. So, it's like, I got, I got that tie. I got that in. Um, and, but she's still hesitant. So I, I, you know, I in, in talking with you, uh, you know, Todd, you're like, yeah, maybe, maybe five's not the best age to get them in, uh, you know, maybe let him get a little bit older and, and understand technique more, things like that. Um, but I've, I've definitely grown my appreciation. So, so there is a certain buzz about being at, you know, like a big wrestling tournament, uh, Shadron state, used to host the district, you know, high school district, uh, uh, district B maybe, or whatever, or class B district wrestling, whatever it was, uh, when I was in Nebraska, so I'd go to that and it's, it's electrifying. Uh, it's, it's so much fun to go in people who, you know, and, and look, Husker fans, I think, uh, across the board have at least a, a sliding scale of appreciation of of wrestling but it, even if you're just you know casual observer when when the world opens up again you've got to go check out you know some of these yeah. duels something like that in person uh be it you know at your high school or or you know a, a college near you or it, it, you can even get some of that electricity from watching it on tv uh so 
again, when the world opens up again, if, if NCAA, uh, if the, if the uh, national wrestling tournament's still in, in St. Louis next year, I'll be uh, seeking out some passes, I think. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, I've, I've been to the national tournament in St. Louis, I think at least three times. And it, it's one of my favorite venues to, to watch it. The people in St. Louis roll out the red carpet and uh, always have stayed downtown, always walked, you know, to the venue. And uh, it's, it's a great place. I will say this, Nebraskans will have a chance to watch a big time tournament next year because Nebraska will host uh, the Big Ten tournament. And, um, you know, my assumption is they'll, they'll have it at Pinnacle Bank Arena will be my guess. Um, and if you've never been, you, you need to be at that. Um, it's close enough that the Hawkeye fans, they will invade. Um, Minnesota will, will travel well to that tournament. But Nebraska has some very loyal, uh, committed, somewhat crazy um, wrestling <laughs> fans themselves. So um, it, it will be a great opportunity for people to see uh, as good as it gets. The Big Ten Conference, we've had that conversation before. Absolutely. Best, best wrestling conference in the country. And to, to have it in Lincoln, Nebraska, you know, a year from now, that will be really exciting. So uh, best wrestling conference, best volleyball conference, best men's basketball conference. Uh, and as we make a transition – uh, I think we've got next week we can talk maybe about, uh, uh, you know, Huskers odds at at, uh, at the national tournament. Maybe we'll see if Dylan wants to, to come on for a, a cameo. But as we transition, Nebraska, best team in the conference for baseball. <laughs> well, I, I, they are tied for the, for the lead in the conference, aren't they? Um, you know, uh, I love baseball. Um, uh, John gets jacked up about baseball. He gets pretty animated about it. Um, you know, and we've had some conversations in recent weeks, our frustration with the Big Ten. I don't know if they've updated their baseball page yet on the website, um, but uh, a lot of frustration <laughs> there. I, I tell you what, I, I listened to all the games last week, um, all four of them, and uh, I, I was incredibly frustrated, as was one of the uh, Corn Nation writers um, on, on Slack after the first game. Uh, you know, I, 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 sometimes I think that the coaches, it seems to me, I think they overthink it, you know, and they think that they have to follow the book, so to speak. But in my opinion, they shouldn't have lost that first game on Friday. And then, holy smokes, they turned around and they won the next three I think in three games, Nebraska pitching only gave up two runs in those last three games. Um, they were scoring runs like crazy. Uh, they were still leaving some runners on base, which, you know, it could have been worse. But the thing that makes me the most excited about this team, you know, we know that there were some good players coming back. Uh, Schwellenbach and um, – uh, Mojo Hag. Mojo's back. Cam Chick's back. Joe Acker's back. Um, Cade Povich is back. You know, some good players coming back. But there were three freshmen that just – their stars started shining in the first weekend. And, you know, I was thinking about this. Um, each one of these guys, Bryce Matthews is playing second base. Uh, he's from Texas. And Max Anderson, he's from uh, 
I think Millard. Um, he's a, a home state boy. Um, he was he played uh, designated hitter, but he also played a game at third base. And then is Jack Steele from Minnesota. Um, he got his first uh, start in uh, the I think game three. But all three of those guys, the last time they played baseball was at the high school level, and the first time they stepped in the batter's box as Division One college players, they all got a hit in their first at bats. And um, Max Anderson's first hit happened to be a home run. So he <laughs> I, I want to I want to piggyback on that. Did you all see the the clip? The uh, I think it was the freshman, true freshman from Florida Atlantic, who pulled a Fernando Tatis. And in his first two at bats were both grand slams in the same inning. Yeah, so. how's that? How is that? <laughs> that that is that is insane. But you know, I they, don't know. I don't know the kid's name. But you know, that's a, that, the the problem is now you set the bar so high. Yeah, know? there you go. <laughs> but you know, they also brought in this JUCO named uh, Efri Cervantes. You know, uh, I'll tell you, Nebraska's got depth. They're going to hit the ball. They're going to hit the ball all over the park. Are they always going to drive in runs? That's been a problem for years, and hopefully they get that taken care of. But the pitching, the pitching is going to be okay. Um, you know, it, it'll, it'll, it'll take a little time, but the pitching is going to be fine too. I do have a question about that uh, because baseball and softball are, are really the first sports, you know, now, now that we're a calendar year into, into this, uh, you know, two-week shutdown or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but those are the first – you know, we're in the spring sports season where that, you know, extra year of eligibility, you know, because the, the seasons got canceled and you didn't have to – you know, if you were a senior last year, you could come back and play your senior year in 2021. And there goes John. So, sorry I bored you, John. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but, but how does – as far as roster management, what – what was done in the off season, Todd, do you know about that, you know, to, to handle the guys who wanted to come back at that extra year and also, you know, incoming freshmen? Well, they, you know, they were given, well, there were six seniors at Nebraska. And if I'm not mistaken, I, I might be off here a little bit. I think three of them did choose to come back. Um, I think one of those is uh, Haggy. Haggy. He was a senior, right? Haggy chose to come back, um, and Roscom, Luke Roscom, I think, was one, and uh, Joe Acker, uh, another outfielder. Uh, Joe Acker had an incredible weekend against Purdue. He, he was just lights out at the plate. Um, but they could come back, and, you know, I don't know all the ins and outs with the scholarship money, but I think that there was scholarship money, additional scholarship money allocated for them. Um, John's choking. You okay, buddy? Okay, just checking. I worry about you, man. Yeah, but then you know they brought in their full load of freshmen. Now those three players, you know, Acker, Hagee, and Roskin. You know, this is their last season. They'll be done. Yeah. Um, but you know, they basically are giving a freebie to everyone else. It sounds like. So um, I don't know how that's all going to go. Baseball. My guess is is that the roster is not going to expand you know, yeah. next year, they're going to, they're going to settle on what their roster is going to look like. Okay. And then uh, you boys are heading to John's backyard for a little bit of big 10 baseball this weekend. And John can't even talk about it. So, so emotional, so broken up about it. John. 
Yeah, my voice is just gone, man. <clears throat> I'm really worried about you, bud. Why? Well, I just yeah, every, decided to become a country singer just now. <laughs> <laughs> every time I look over at you, you're choking to death. Don't die again. That's because it's all of a sudden gone. <clears throat> just like the woman in the pickup and the cows are all dying. <clears throat> now we're, we're going to... Todd and I are going to U.S. Bank Stadium this weekend. God, now I sound like the guy that's at the end of the bar. <laughs> Every night you go in there, it's the same fucking story from that guy. <clears throat> anyway, we're going to U.S. Bank Stadium this weekend <laughs> uh, to cover some baseball. I'm going to shoot the game, you know, with a camera. I always have to right. say that. I tell people there's something else we got to come up with besides shooting. Except that that's the term. That's, yeah, but this just sound. I'm I'm gonna photo the game. It, it does. It does sound clunky. Um, but luckily, everybody knows you, John, and we know that you are a level-headed and peaceful man uh, without a, a bone of violence in your body. <laughs> a complete pacifist. Hey, <laughs> uh, but uh, you miss, it's did sounds, you miss me, John? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. I got stuck with Kami Pinko Todd the whole time, for God's sakes. <clears throat> Is that your dog I mean, in the back? We had uh, – we had uh, – yes. we got an email from the SID, the Minnesota Baseball SID, Sports Information Director, and it, it sounds like uh, I'm talking to my cat. My cat isn't on the microphone. Uh, mm. It sounds like uh, we're pretty restricted on where we're going to be able to go and, and what we're going to be able to do while we're at U.S. Bank, but I guess we'll figure out figure it out when we get there. So, More importantly, where are y'all going for dinner? Well, there's a few things you have to keep in mind right now. Is Minnesota still yeah. shut down relatively? Well, it's, that's probably not one of the main problems. Is the, One of the main problems is that there's this little bit of a kind of a trial starting in Minneapolis oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, seems to have has the town on edge because of its, its uh, velocity. And uh, I, don't know if, uh, I don't know if the bars and restaurants, I don't know what's going on downtown. I don't know well, what's open. The good news is you live in a smaller town away from downtown. Well, that so is true. You can always dine locally. You don't need to support the big change, John. It's the local businesses I, that really need your help right now. I think that most of them we, we order out from you. I mean, like when we go get pizza from Ditello's, which is excellent pizza here in Chaska, or we get, uh, I call it McGillicuddy's. It's Willie McCoy's because I screw everything up. Uh, but I mean, we have to pretty much order out there. But on the other hand, you know, my wife and I are both double vaccinated now. So uh, there you go. Todd, are you double vaccinated? Actually, I get my first shot. I'm scheduled for my first shot tomorrow. Fantastic. So um, it is the benefit of having a body mass index of over 30. Um, so I finally... Uh, I finally have have discovered a positive to being fat. Um, I, I say this. I, are you serious? Yeah, I, I, I qualified. To, to piggyback on what you're saying, I have not received my invitation to get vaccinated yet. 
but a coworker did. Uh, he's a few years, no, he's, he's my age or a year younger. Uh, and, and I, he said that he got his first shot. Like they called him and said, Hey, we've got extra or whatever, you know, we got an opening if you want to come down, yada, yada. So he did, he said, and, and to be nice, you know, he's, he's uh, on the rotund side, but he said, yeah, that's a, uh, uh, finally something good happening from my, uh, high blood pressure and, and obesity. I was like, Oh buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I was you, Todd, I would have never fucking mentioned that ever. <laughs> well, ever. Because you I know what's going to happen now. You know what's up. Uh, yeah, I know. It's going to be know fat, commie bastard, Todd. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> I tell you what, I've been, I'm, 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 I'm embarrassed really to say it, but I, I've been sitting here, you know, and, and incredibly frustrated about how slow it's all been going in Iowa and, how they've tiered things, and I'm not going to go down the pit, the political route with this. But you know, like my wife, you know, she was she's at a tier higher than I. Well, I thought two tiers higher than I was because of the priority with people in the manufacturing industry. She works; she's a buyer for a manufacturing company, and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, God, I'm not going to get vaccinated until May or June. And then I started reading through some of the requirements when they, you know, they, they're going to vaccinate people 16 to 65 who have, um, you know, I, I don't know, at-risk health conditions or whatever. And so I just started reading through those and, you know, uh, it had body mass index greater than 40. Well, you know, those are pretty heavy folks. And I just kept scrolling down. There it was, body mass index over 30. And... Um, and you started I, singing Al, Al, Weird Al Yankovic's Fat. Wasn't that the song? <laughs> Parody Bad? <laughs> I'm fat, I'm fat, I get my vaccine. I don't know. I, so I, I do, I, I, don't, I don't say this to, you know, with any negative connotation to you, Todd, or, or to my colleague or anybody, but it's like the people who have taken care of themselves <laughs> and, and who have, you know, like lived healthy lifestyles, they're like, what the hell is all that shit for? I I agree with you. And, you know, the, on the flip side of this, my diet has gotten significantly better in the last two years, especially in the last year. I've really started paying more attention to that. I have lost weight. I'm on a treadmill for 30 minutes every day. So, you know, I have done a lot of things. I feel as good as I've ever felt. And then, you know, this came around and, you know, I just – punched my numbers in and I qualified for it. And uh, I made that comment to another friend of mine. And they said, uh, maybe you should stay off the treadmill for a couple of days. And (laughs) (laughs) okay, so so really, what you're saying is, you are huge. And now you're only mostly ginormous. Yeah, well, (laughs) I'll tell you what, those body mass index things are not always, you know, the calculations are not always indicative of, of how someone's put together. I mean, you know, shoot, when I wrestled in college, um, you know, and I had less than 3% body fat, um, if you were to run that body mass index calculation, um, I would have been heavy. You know, I wouldn't have been obese or overweight, but you know, I'm a a quote unquote, I have a mesomorph body type and mesomorph body types tend to be, you know, a little more solid, I guess, but I'm not denying it. I'm I'm carrying this extra lard on, on the front of me that, uh, 
is a lot harder to take off than it was to put on. Amen. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, 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 we're, so we're going to U.S. Bank Stadium this weekend. Uh, U.S. Bank Stadium is apparently hosting a shit ton of college baseball games because today I went to my mechanic's place and I took my van to the junkyard, basically. I gave it to my mechanics on my old shitty van, can go to the junkyard. And uh, while I was there, I happened to mention I was going to be at U.S. Bank. And the, his wife said his son was playing for, I can't remember who it was. I know Bemidji State is one of the teams that will be there that this weekend. So it sounds like, you know, at 7 a.m., they're going to be starting baseball hmm. for the minor colleges in Minnesota to play at U.S. Bank, too. So. Wow. You want wild to wild baseball. I there guess we can see it. And I know uh, a lot of major league stadiums are reaching out to, you know, smaller stadiums for, you know, like emergency facilities type of things. Uh, uh, I just noticed that uh, there's a, uh, that's not even like uh, major league affiliated. It's, it's frontier league team. That's about 15 minutes from our house. The, the gateway Grizzlies that we've gone and checked out a few times. Uh, but they're just across the river from St. Louis. So the Cardinals and them uh, worked out a, a deal that, you know, I guess if the Cardinals, you know, ha- if there's a situation the Cardinals need a, uh, a facility, then they will use the Grizzlies. Now, what I've seen, and I don't know if you guys go to a lot of minor league ball games, but uh, the, the couple of minor league teams that we have here in Southern Illinois, uh, again, Frontier League, they are like full turf fields. Uh, the the what would be grass is turf, what would be dirt is turf, and I just wonder like do if if you're a major league ball club, that's a completely different playing surface than what you're accustomed to. And do they, you know, do they say keep the surface the way it is because we probably won't need it, or hey, we, we're going to throw you a million dollars to to upgrade your upgrade your field? I, I don't know. It, I just, I just know that the the surface is very weird. I wouldn't, if I were a ball player, I wouldn't like want to be sliding into second on the turf. They have, they don't, they don't have dirt where the p- base running paths are. No, it is brown colored turf. There's, the there's fuck? quite a few colleges with those kind of surfaces. Why are they too. doing that? Probably easier maintenance. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I. I'd be on the maintenance crew if, if I could go out there and drag a little <laughs> a little uh, screen around every three innings. That'd be fun. My, my daughter has played on that surface. In fact, up in Minnesota, um, John went out and watched her play a couple of times. They played at uh, um, Augsburg in, in a dome. And, um, you know, they uh, the only difference for her is, you know, they would wear – you know, sport, you know, court shoes or, or running shoes, mm. that type of thing, rather than cleats. Right. Uh, but she had no, you know, I mean, she had absolutely no reservations or hesitation about sliding and, um, you know, the whole team. And in fact, in fact, they, they had to practice a little bit on that because they would actually slide further, if that makes any sense. Mm. It was not uncommon, you know, to see a girl flying into second base and slide right past the bag. <laughs> yeah. So, and it has to be uh, takes some getting used to because you know it's got a uh, like a, a hard grounder or something like that's going to play yeah. differently on that than it would be on on a you know grass and dirt. But uh, absolutely. Uh, all right. So U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, if you're watching the games on television, look for John. Look for Todd. 
Uh, more likely, you'll, you'll see John, and that's just unfortunate all around. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're uh, just about to. In fact, uh, on one side, we're already into conference tournament time, and that's women's basketball. Uh, men's basketball. Uh, well, actually, let's. I hate to say it, but by the time you listen to this podcast, men's basketball season might be over. <laughs> so, uh, but the women, uh, they're, they're they're better. They're better than the men. Well, they won today against Minnesota. <clears throat> uh, and now for their reward, they get to play number one, Maryland. Okay. It's a hell of a reward. Bring it on. Right now, Nebraska is up on Penn State by 6, 37 to 31. They have been kicking their ass, but uh, Penn State's caught up a little in the second half. So what you're saying is by the time this episode is over, <laughs> Nebraska's uh, basketball season, we, we hope not. And no, we're probably not going to no, go. No, it won't be over because we we beat Penn State. Yeah, but they beat us too. So <laughs> No, we beat them. Didn't we, we play them, them twice? We, we split beat them, with them regularly. regularly. That's what I'm saying. We beat them, they beat us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't make me come over there. I wish you would, John. I would like to give you a barbecue and pizza I, I just want to feed you that's kind of weird wait am i too skinny no but i don't i, I already got vaccinated you motherfucker i don't need no fat excuse <laughs> no but i can't buy you a beer anymore because you don't drink so so i i just have to you know ply you with food delicious food right here from the heartland okay I, I have a basketball contribution. I'm not I'm not the big fan here, but I, I read a blip, a release from the NCAA that a team can play in the NCAA tournament with five players. So if you have five healthy players, your team can compete. And now here's the good part. It did not address whether or not you had to have a coach. That's they didn't think about that. So, you know, they're putting these criteria on these teams and, and quote unquote, how healthy they have to be to be able to play or, or how many players they have to be able to suit up. And they said, if you've got five healthy players, you can play in the NCAA tournament. They really need that money, man. They really need that 600 million or a billion dollar, whatever it is from that. So March Madness, to, if, to if they get desperate enough, look out. Corn Nation, you, you know, is is, is going to break the bubble. <laughs> well, just... I, the Big Ten also recently uh, announced that for the rest of the season, their their tournaments would follow whatever the local environment's rules were for COVID. Hmm. So if they're playing in Texas, everybody can go to the game. I don't think the Big Ten's playing any tournaments in Texas, but you know whatever. <laughs> but I mean well, that it, means that uh, that means. Well, let's say if they just happen to have a Big Ten baseball tournament, if suddenly tomorrow morning, eight of the fourteen, eight of the thirteen qualified baseball presidents and chancellors wake up and say, you know, we should have a baseball tournament in Omaha then they'd follow Nebraska's restrictions on uh, COVID. And, and, you know, going back to the baseball conversation a little bit, 
uh, the the disadvantage that you know the Big Ten teams have by the mandate that you can only play conference games. You know, so it's maybe not necessarily Big Ten tournament time, but when you start talking about regionals and your only competition is the, you know, 13 other teams in your conference that you may not meet all of them. Uh, it's a very limited pool to choose from. Uh, and I don't, unless there's one, you know, team, maybe it's Nebraska that's just stand out, you know, special. I just, I don't think that the big 10 is going to have a ton of representation uh, in postseason baseball this year. It's going to be tough. I think. Um, you know, two, three, maybe, but um, it, it'll be tough. So, and, you know, and granted, I don't know how many Big Ten teams usually make the tournament. You know, I know uh, Michigan and, and Indiana, I think, did uh, recently or a couple of years ago. And yeah, up to no, four. Yeah, four is okay. it's been four pretty is a damn good year. Yeah. All right. You, you know, with that whole attendance thing, um, I, at work today, we were, I was working with a team and with a principal from a, a small Christian school in Lincoln, his, his school's basketball team played in the first round of the Nebraska state boys high school tournament today. And they held the first round games. It, it's a smaller school. They held the first round games at Lincoln East and um, Lincoln East high school. And he said, it was absolutely packed. He said, it was shoulder to shoulder in the entire gymnasium. And, um, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't have opportunity to talk to him anymore about that. But, um, you know, no social distancing, you know, no limits on the number of people that could attend. Um, so it's um, – it, you're free to go watch. <laughs> Well, just to re repeat the cycle, you know, the everything shuts down and the numbers go down. Everybody gets a little bit of confidence and then they open things up and we get more, you know, cases and we got to shut down again. So, uh, it, look, I'm not here to tell anybody what to do. Um, Todd's in line for his first vaccination. John's had both of his. Uh, my wife has had both of hers. Uh, my mom actually gives out vaccines. Because uh, she's a retired nurse, uh, I asked my wife. I said, "Am I am, am I getting the vaccine?" And she said, "Yes." So there you go. Um, do your own thing. Did We're you, not here to did have you it. ask for your penis back too? No, I, I I don't I don't have to ask for that back, John. I I know I'm not getting that back. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We just had twins, so there gotta be a little bit of use in it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I'm not advocating one way or the other. That's not, uh, the five hour podcast job. Just use your best judgment and, uh, everybody stay healthy out there. What is going on in football? Well, We're still like three months away from spring practice. Didn't, like. uh, didn't they finally get a recruit for the 2022 class of 2022? Finally on the board with a recruit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fine. It's I not even 2022 yet. Well, everybody's been saying that, you know, we're behind, we're behind, we're behind, freaking out. And uh, they pulled in a, an in-state kid from Columbus. I think he's a linebacker. Yep. Um, Three-star. Looked quite beastly from 
a little bit of the uh, huddle video or whatever highlight video I saw. So, you know what's going on in football? Kansas University lost their head football coach and their athletic director in a very short period of time. And and what the fuck, Les Miles? I I used to like Les Miles. He quirky. He's really quirky. I was advocating Les Miles when they hired Scott Frost. I thought, well, Les Miles is available. Glad we didn't go that route. Oh, yeah. Well, they did. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, they've, they've got all – they've had a lot of title – quite a few Title IX issues come to the surface down at LSU. And, um, you know, some recent incidents with some players. Um, you know, there were some allegations that there was uh, some improprieties going on that uh, even when Coach O uh, was leading the program that uh, kind of got, you know, shuffled off to the side – uh, seems to me more fingers are pointing at administration um, and the bureaucrats not doing anything about reports. But then, uh, so they've been under a microscope and then they uh, discovered old Les's preference for blonde girls working in his office uh, that were voluptuous above the belly button. And, uh, those with all the impropriety down down there, you thought they would have hired Carl Polini instead of Bo Polini. <laughs> I, I, how, what do you? I mean, when you're less miles, when you're less miles, and you just go ahead and sign a fucking contract in Kansas. I mean, you know, you have all this baggage behind you, but you go ahead and just keep operating like every, I guess. You know, maybe the guy should have retired and got on Fox TV like, uh, you know, Urban Meyer did. Now Bob Stoops is going to take over for Urban Meyer. But I did. I That's the part that I guess I find astonishing is that not only did Les Miles apparently have uh, some proclivity for hitting on really young women that worked for him, but he just went on with his life as he thought everything was OK and normal. Well, because he thought everything was okay and normal. People like that don't see anything wrong with what they've done. They haven't been held accountable. And, you think that's it? Well, that's what they're uh, – I don't want to venture into the political – that's what they're saying about a certain governor right now. Yes, they are. <laughs> um, you know, and it's, it's, it's a behavior that when you're not called on it, then there's no internalization that it's wrong. Um, and, you know, we see that we've all got kids ourselves and, you know, and when you see misbehavior, when you see inappropriate behavior, unless it's corrected, then people are going to accept it as it's okay. And, you know, I think that there are just some of those people that some, some men, you know, that, that fall into that category of, you know, that uh, macho, you know, the, the macho male, um, and, and nothing's been, nothing's happened to him to, uh, dissuade him from doing that type of thing. So, um, I, I don't know. Well, I've got he, a, he took Jeff Long down with him. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, geez, the basketball coach, you know, with all the corruption going on in the basketball program, he seemed to be able to survive, you know, and Jeff Long survived and, 
but you know, pull that football coach at Kansas out there, you know, and <laughs> so, you know, I've got just, I won't dwell on this, but a former student of mine is uh, a female is an athletic trainer at LSU. And for many, you know, for quite a few years, she was um, the head uh, trainer for the women's basketball program. And now she's um, the associate head trainer for the football program. Um, you know, and, and she's a, a Midwest girl. And, you know, you, you hear a lot about, you know, women in the South and, and, you know, how women are treated and viewed differently in the South. And, you know, I have never had that conversation with her. I don't know, you know, if she's, you know, what she's experienced or if she's seen, you know, a, a difference in attitude directed towards them. Um, but that's something, you know, I, that's a conversation I do want to have at some point in time. Uh, because she would be very well aware of it. And, you know, her being in the middle of the athletic program there, um, I'm real curious, not, not so much, well, did you know all this was going on? No, but talk to me about, you know, those, those relationships and, and how that works, I, I guess, are things I'd like to know. In other news. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing left, John. I felt like the, I, I was going to bring up something, and then I completely spaced uh, my mind, and and uh, so I've got nothing. My my, uh, my topics tank is empty. Levante David got paid. It's about damn time. Yeah, he, uh, he got a two-year contract extension for twenty-five million dollars. Good for him. No kidding. I you know I that guy's got to be. Uh, I mean, he's got to be a Hall of Famer someday. I mean, is he better than Ray Lewis? Yes, he is. Fuck Ray Lewis. Levante well, David never murdered anybody. There's the first thing you start with. So, anyway, there's the Levante David news. Yeah, uh, no, Levante David has been as consistent as as any linebacker in the league. The unfortunate problem was that nobody knew who he was until TB12 took his talents to Tampa, you know, and, and that, that spotlight got big all of a sudden in Dominican Sue as well, you know, and, and then you had, uh, you know, what was always a, you know, he was always a standout defender. I mean, he wore the captain C uh, you had a, a standout defender on a good, not great defense on a eh, decent, maybe good team. And then you get a couple of those pieces and I don't, I don't like Tom Brady. If there was a way for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the the Super Bowl without Tom Brady, that that you know, or or you know, like maybe if he would have tossed a accidentally, or you know, tossed a Lombardi into the water and uh, and been made a fool of, uh, you know, that that anything that brings Tom Brady you know back to earth because he he's been living uh, high on the hog a little too long. Um, but uh, uh, so yes, the the spotlight for Tampa Bay Buccaneers got bigger and in Levante David, his, his talents were seen by more people. And, and so he was able to elevate his profile. Is uh, in Dominican Sue, he's a free agent too, isn't he? And have they, I don't think they, I haven't heard anything about him being re-signed. Um, but I don't, know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, you I, know, I, Le, Levante David, he, he was such an exciting player to watch in college at Nebraska. 
and he does it the right way. And he's not this guy that, you know, uh, he's, he does his job, you know, I mean, he, he does his job and he's not out there seeking all the glory and, you know, attention and that type of thing. You got to really appreciate the guy uh, for the way that he plays the game. I think I shared a stat around the Super Bowl uh, here on the show about something like in his collegiate career, 9,500, 9,200, whatever it is, defensive snaps. Let's say it's, uh, you know, 9,000 plus and something like, or maybe 5,000 plus, it doesn't matter, in the thousands and single digit penalties called against him. So, uh, you know, he, he's got it between the ears as well. Um, you know, smart player. It, it, I think, I, I hope that he's a Hall of Famer someday. But I think in order to do so, Tampa Bay would have to win another uh, title. Or he would have to get on another team and win a title with them. Well, I looked it up, and Dominican Sue is a free day agent, but he wants to stay in Tampa Bay. Probably for obvious reasons. Yeah. I mean, because he's in Tampa Bay. I mean, weather. I don't think he wants to go back to Detroit, Green Bay. <laughs> I don't think he wants to go to Buffalo. He has the greatest quarterback of all time. Going to lead him probably to three more Super Bowls just to be a fucking selfish bastard. Joe Montana retired 25 years ago. (laughs) Wow. You know, you you talk about that, though, you know, Tampa Bay and the weather. I I thought it was really interesting how J.J. Watt, you know, kind of pulled the rug out from everybody because I just kept reading about Cleveland and Green Bay. Well, no, it's more likely to be in Cleveland. Well, no, Green Bay, you know, he's a Wisconsin kid. He'll, You know, it's just those two teams, Cleveland, Green Bay, Cleveland, Green Bay, and he's in Arizona. (laughs) Well, there was also talk about, you know, and and I don't think there was ever salary cap to make it happen, but, you know, joining his two brothers in Pittsburgh as well. You know, he had uh, TJ, of course, and then uh, the other one. I mean, it's kind of like the end of uh, the early – seasons of Gilligan's Island where they go through every cast member and while they're still have to mention the professor Marianne, instead of being specific about it, they're like, and the rest, it's like JJ and TJ and the rest, uh, uh of the Watts boys. But, uh, that, that went, went a long way there for a Gilligan's Island reference. I hope everybody appreciates that. <laughs> you did. So, thank you, John. All you right. Know what, was John- going on? what, what you go ahead. No, I, I want you to talk now because you haven't done it enough this episode. Well, March 8th, 2020 was the last time I shot an event. And it was the night that Minnesota beat Nebraska in basketball 107 to 75. And I was courtside and we were just at the beginning of this shit. And uh, obviously none of us knew that much about it. And... It was a week later that Nebraska was playing Indiana in the Big Ten tournament first night, uh, and and uh, and that's when I think the Utah Jazz player was announced that he had the coronavirus, and and uh, and everything shut down after that. Sorry, John, I cut you off. Yeah, you did. Good God, is what the fuck, man? I'm not. I'm we were. To, I cut you off. We were recording the podcast when that game was being played, and that news came out. Which one? Because I was at the Minnesota game that I was the, talking the, about, you know, that I was still telling a story about, you motherfucker. <laughs> the Big Ten tournament game. We, we were recording during that game. Anyway, go back to, uh, go back to March 8th, 2020. Take us, take us there. I'm going to close my eyes. Paint the picture. 
Well, right now it's 47 to 45. Nebraska is ahead. Trace McGowan has four fouls. There's 11:40 left, and uh, Penn State has pulled within two, and they're in the bonus for the rest of the game. Okay, compare this to a year ago when I uh, when Minnesota beat us 107 to 75. I was there. My spot on the court was right in front of the Minnesota student band. And uh, the whole crowd got just when they got close to 100 points, the whole crowd turned into this bloodlust thing where they wanted Minnesota to score 100 points. And it was kind of upsetting, but I understood it. But if you go back and look at that basketball team, we basically had almost no players left at that point. You know, and I guess I want to go back and look at some of those photos. But what strikes me is uh, Charlie Easley and Thor just playing their guts out, but they were both so red faced and so exhausted in that game toward the end of that game that it was, uh, you know, it was kind of sad. And then at the end of the game, uh, I walked, you know, the Nebraska was coming off the floor and uh, I went over and met him and I walked up to Doc Sadler and I shook his hand. (laughs) I shook his hand and I said, good luck, Doc. You know, you'd think better days ahead or something. And he said, thanks, you know, thank. And Seamus looked at me and said, thanks for coming out, John. And now the game's tied at 47 with Penn State tonight. But my thought was when I walked away from Doc Sadler was, oh, my God, I've just given the entire basketball team COVID. (laughs) And then, you know, and then a few nights later, we see where Fred Hoiberg is very ill courtside and has to leave the game. And all I can think is, Oh my God. <laughs> I killed Fred Hoiberg. But I, I think it's uh you know, we we the basketball teams come a long way. Uh at least we have players to finish the season this year, you know, and we're we're going back and forth with Penn State. It'd be you know, I I'm I have hope for the basketball team. I guess and if you go back for that year, I mean now I'm boring you, Greg. You know, that was the I'm last very sleepy, John. Event. I have twins. Yeah, that, that was the last sporting event I shot, and I really miss it. I miss being out at things. And I I can't imagine right now having gone through this last year as a high school senior who wanted to play sports and, and the shit that those kids have gone through with all the adults all over the fucking place that already managed their lives to the point of micromanagement and suffocation now took their lives and basically either, I don't know, took things and throw it away from them or did whatever they did where they, you know, either they didn't get to play their sports or they did and they didn't know what was on going on from one minute to the next. I guess the only hope that I really hope for them the most is that they got, they got resilience out of this somehow, you know, because this year has sucked for them probably more than anybody else I can think of. You can talk about all the old fucking people all you want, you know, and I'll put myself in that category. I've been depressed as hell sometimes this year because I haven't been able to go anywhere and talk to anybody face to face. And I do miss my camera and my sporting events and people have lost their grandparents and parents and things like that. But we're old. Fuck. We've lived. You know that that's the one thing. I, these kids that we've basically locked down and sucked life out of them, I, they're just starting. And uh, I guess if there's, you know, that's all, that's, I just wanted to go over the last year because it hit me this year that 
when I went back and started going through my photos, I went, what was the last sporting event I actually was at? Well, it was an ass kicking. Hopefully baseball will be better this weekend. We'll find yeah. out how it goes. Hope so. Damn right. Uh, John and Todd will be there. Looking for uh, uh, a recap and a report next week on the Five Heart Podcast and maybe uh, a, a story so, or two. We'll, we'll see if we can do a podcast together there. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that could be dangerous. Maybe we can find a tree and we can both sit by it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Yeah. That's it. You know, and, and I just want to toss this. I know we're trying to wrap up here, but, you know, John, a year ago this last Friday, a year ago this last Friday, what did you text me? Uh, I don't know. I my pants. South by Southwest is canceled. Yes, I did. And you were going to it. So we were I was on the road to – I was driving to Austin, Texas, and you texted me. And I just, I was absolutely crushed. I was devastated. And, uh, but yeah, you're the, you're the one that brought it to my attention. So it's been, it's been quite the year, hasn't it? It really has. So, yeah. Well, I hope, I hope this one uh, becomes normal again in the next couple of months because I, I, okay. I've talked to other website guys, traffic sucks everywhere podcast for most of the people that are doing podcasts because I'm on all sorts of podcast groups. Everybody's podcasts are going to shit. Uh, you know, I, I published a book, my memoir. I'm in all sorts of author groups. I talk to other authors now and I follow all this self-publishing stuff. Everybody's sales are tanking into the ground. Uh, it's like everybody is checked out and waiting for things to happen and waiting for things to open up. So I hope that this vaccine stuff is uh, legit and gets us out of this mess sooner rather than later. And if you haven't yet purchased John's book, head on over to Amazon right now. You can type in John Johnston, no H in the John, definitely an H in the Johnston and purchase been dead, never been to Europe. I finished it while I was uh, bedside with my babies and uh, uh, what, what a tremendous uh, look, a ton to take away from this book. Uh, John says he hates the way it ended. I love the way it ended. <laughs> but uh, and, and we talked about this a few weeks ago on the podcast. If you take nothing else away from Ben Dead, Never Been to Europe. And this is not a spoiler because I do want you to buy it, buy the book, read the book. Drink plenty of water. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Uh, I'm in all these heart attack groups too. And the people constantly complaining <laughs> about their meds and you know, their anxiety and their inability to sleep. And what fucking comes up today? Some young, young woman that was younger than I, probably in her forties that had a heart attack and was talking about how her body was cramping. Because sometimes when we take statins, right, you get cramps from them. They're terrible cramps. And, you know, she's like, is this common? Is this normal? And of course, who has to come up with shit? This one woman comes back and say, make sure you're drinking plenty of fucking yes. water. She didn't say fucking because, yeah, God, you got to stay hydrated. Otherwise, you got, the Palestinians and Israelis are kill each other if you don't stay <laughs> hydrated. Hey, <Yeah>. God. 
<laughs> okay, that's our show, folks. <laughs> um, we appreciate you. By three with eight twenty-two left. There you go. Let's see if we can pull it All out right. here. Pull it out. Don't do what I did. Pull it. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> that was a joke for me. Nobody. Oh, wait, there is one more, one more bit okay. of news. One more thing, one more, just one more. Remember Peter Falk and Columbo. I got one more question. I just saw, I think it was last night, where the NCAA is uh, filing a legal motion to stop a clinic from using the trademark vasectomy mayhem because the NCAA thinks that it would cause confusion with March Madness Mayhem, whatever they do. And this brings <laughs> forth all sorts of things. They, number one, if you're a vasectomy clinic, what, what the fuck are you even putting mayhem anywhere near vasectomy? <laughs> you know, this is not what you, you go, yeah, cut, cut my testicles mayhem. That's what I want. It's I want chaos. True. You know, it, vasectomy mayhem. There's got to be, I want you want to look that up and see what's going on there. And then, of course, there's the jokes. It's a ballsy move by the NCAA in court today, right? It must be a pretty cocky move by that lawyer. All sorts of stuff that can go on with that. But that's, uh, you know, that's your NCAA for you going after a vasectomy clinic or a urology clinic. I don't know what part of the penology. What do they call that part of the body? Is there a urologist? Urology. Okay. A urology clinic. There you go. Your that's doctor. That's my, that's my end. Vasectomy okay. mayhem. I'd like to end it on a more positive note. Rumor has it NCAA football video game summer 2023 something sounds, to live for it sounds so oh, far away john the last 12 months have been both a blink of an eye and felt like 100 years so take a deep breath drink plenty of water and we'll build up a, a franchise in the summer of 2023 you and me buddy okay all right. That'll do it for our show. We appreciate everybody who uh, had, had the strength to make it this far. Uh, I don't know how we did. Uh, but for Todd Wolverton, for John Dam Johnston, I'm Greg Mahochko reminding you this week and every week, except for probably the last two, that five heart is all the heart you need. John? Uh, go Big Red and do good at baseball. We need something, goddammit. Todd, anything? I'll second that. He'll second that. <laughs>